This is Rebecca Johnston here today with the Zephyr Literary Journal podcast. I've got Haley Harrelson, Santa Fe College's Reader and Writer Club president, and Alec Kisundial, a Santa Fe alum and current UF student, um, here to talk about Alec's many publishing accomplishments. Um, but Alec, maybe you could start out by just giving us a little bit of your your background. Sure, yeah. So. Um, I graduated from Santa Fe College around 2020, and I started UF in 2021. Uh, that was an interesting transition because that was like right in the middle of, uh, of COVID. And so uh, I think starting out with strictly online classes was a little daunting, but then kind of now now that I'm in my last semester and finally getting to take in-person classes, um, and, and, and I feel like I'm finally getting to experience UF for the first time, despite being there for about two and a half years. It's, it's been an interesting ride, so yeah. Yeah, you really yeah. finished Santa Fe in a difficult time. You finished and started in COVID. This, that must have been really difficult. Yeah, I, but you know, I, I mean, for until that last semester, like that last half of, of that Santa Fe semester, I, um, I'd gotten to experience everything in person. And so, like, I mean, that was really fun. I, I really loved my time at, at Santa Fe. Um, I'm back here now as a writing tutor. And so I was, you know, I was talking to uh, one of the subway, subway employees the other day, and he was like, yeah, man, this place has like a strange vortex. It keeps bringing people back, but, you know, in a good way. And I got to agree with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely feels like a, like a, you know, a home away from home in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Actually, before we came in here, you were talking about um, how easy it was for you to find community here at Santa Fe. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the community that you were involved with at Santa Fe. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest thing would be the Readers and Writers Club. Uh, I started as vice president for the club, and then once the uh, the other president graduated, I became the president for for about a year. Um, and that was wonderful. I mean, I really appreciated it. I made a lot of friends through that club. Uh, still talk to some of them. Um, it's a great community to be able to be plugged into. You know, I think the fact that it's a built-in community that focuses around reading and writing is really important. You already know what people there are interested in, and uh, everyone's kind of equally as uncertain in a way, and everyone kind of wants to be part of something that can help them grow as, as readers and writers. And so that, that was just a really great time and a great thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So what did you publish in the Zephyr? So I published two things in Zephyr, and I think that must have been 2019, I think. It's been a while. Um, but I published a poem... Um, and then I published a short story. Uh, the, the short story was about my, uh, well, it was based off of, of the life of my grandmother or like a day in her life. Uh, and so that was pretty personal to me. Looking back on it, not, not my best story, but it was my first publication. And so I try to give myself a little bit of grace for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. I think that kind of encouraged me to keep writing, you know, in, in the sense that it was it was a you know, it was a little victory, you know, to just mm-hmm. kind of know that there was something I I'd finally gotten something out there, you know, it was very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something really validating about putting your writing out there, taking that risk, and and finding out that someone finds value in what you created. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, were there other publications you did while you were at Santa Fe, or was it was it um, Zephyr alone that you published in? Uh, 
it was there for a loan, uh, at least from when I was at Santa Fe. Um, I didn't really start considering fiction writing as, as something I, I wanted to do until later on. Um, I don't, I've always written creatively, but I, I never really, I guess, pursued it. I think I was always a little too afraid to jump into the deep end and, and commit myself to it. But the more I did it, the more I did other forms of writing as well, I think I figured out, like, this is something I really want to focus on and see how far I can take it. So that's where I'm at now, and um, yeah. Yeah, wondering how far you can take it. Right. I suspect you can take it pretty far. So you, you've been writing for a long time. When, when did this writing process start for you? I know the answer is cliche, but I think I think it's as long as I can remember. I I, I think I started taking it seriously, um, maybe when I was around like 22 or 23. Um, I, I'd gone to this conference in Michigan, and a group of MFA students came to speak at that conference, uh, and they presented their short stories. And that was like uh, that was like a watershed moment for me because I was like, wow, I mean, this is something that this is possible, right? Um, you know, I, I did, they're probably not making a living off of it. It's probably not, you know, but at the same time, it was like, oh, like, there's an academic path to do this. There's like a sense of like, okay, like, you know, I think, I think these students are in the same position I'm in where they're equally unsure, but they're still taking those risks and still taking that plunge and they're still expressing themselves. And uh, I think that was really crucial for me to just know that uh, there was an outlet for that because previously I had no idea. That's amazing. And now that conference, um, that was a Hemingway conference, right? That's correct, yeah. That's right. So it was uh, with the Michigan Hemingway Society. Um, so maybe that's something you could just talk about how you got there as well. Um, but there was a scholarship involved in that, wasn't there? There was. I, you know, to be honest with you, I can't, I can't really remember the details of that too well. I mean, that, was a, that was a while ago. Things kind of blurring together these past few years. Um, yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done Hemingway conferences in the past. I believe that's how, that's how we met, um, was, was kind of contacting you about that. Uh, and so, yeah, I think going off of that, I think those conferences have been a great learning experience, both of what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And I think those are both been like equally uh, important. Going back to this idea of community, just like I think the Readers and Writers Club uh, give me a sense of community. I think so does the, the Hemingway Society. Um, there's a lot of people every time I go to those conferences who I'll see over and over again. And you know, you make friends with some of them and it's just nice to, to kind of see them. It's like a bit of a homecoming every time. Um, Kind of being there, I, I think when I, when I when I started going to these conferences and uh, presenting papers at, at these conferences as well, sometimes um, I, I initially thought like, okay, maybe academia is is a path to go down. And the more I do it, uh, the more I'm, I'm I'm less certain of that. <laughs> I'm I'm not 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 there's anything wrong with academia, but I, I don't necessarily know if that would would be my path now. Um, and I think that was really important to find out. You know. Uh, the, as early as I did. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was really great. You you went into a community with like-minded people, people that had similar interests as you, and it sounds like it helped to develop you as a writer um, and also helped you kind of figure out what career paths to go for and not to go for. And I think whether, you know, people have an interest in Hemingway, which of course we share, um, or if an interest is, it was, is a different area, um, pursuing conferences with like-minded people is very beneficial. Um, 
and just speaking of that, of, of pursuing like-minded people, that's kind of what you did when you went to UF too. And I know Hanley and I were discussing this desire to move to, to UF, to, to transfer from Santa Fe to UF. How did that work for you as a Santa Fe student? Yeah, so uh, that's another interesting thing too, is because that happened during COVID, I think my, my process might be a little different than other people who are going in now. Um, I don't think I was as nervous applying as I would have been had I just been fresh out of high school and applying. I think I, I already knew that uh, I had that background at Santa Fe, um, so that gave me a little more confidence. I'd been involved in various organizations, and so that also kind of gave me a little more uh, confidence based on my involvement in other things that I could I could talk about in, in letters. So I guess what I would say to students who are thinking of applying is to focus on class, and that's very important, but also try to get involved in extracurricular activities, because those are equally as important. And I also think that uh, just, just kind of getting, yeah, just getting involved in those, again, going back to that sense of community for another time, I think that's important, um, and just just being able to to really engage with uh, with your peers on a level outside of the classroom um, is just important in the moment while you're going through Santa Fe than when you're transferring to UF. Yeah, I, I agree. Since since we like Hemingway, and I I love to of course advertise all things Hemingway. Um, we look at Hemingway as an example. Would he have ever become? Hemingway, if he wasn't in Paris, hanging out with other writers, exchanging ideas, growing off of each other, right? That's that's what I'm hearing from you. This this community, this conference, um, conferences, building community around yourself as a writer, to bounce ideas off each other and grow. Definitely, yeah. I think I think having a built-in community is really important. Um, and I think writing is just kind of hard to to find that with sometimes. Um, Sometimes I just I think it's you, you never know where to look, and so to to uh, be able to be in a place that you're gonna go to almost every day, or just be in a place that you're you're just uh, you're gonna spend a lot of time at, but but know that like you know there's like this little outlet where every once in a while you know you can go and you can take advantage of that. I think is really important to to pursue your uh, you know yeah the way you express yourself. Are there any specific UF classes or professors you recommend? I would. Well, for me personally, I really like the uh, the fiction writing seminars. Um, I found a lot of, I found those to be very useful. Um, the way they're structured is it's essentially a sit in a circle, and there's like 15 students in a class and, and the professor, and you'll submit work about twice over the course of the semester, and uh, yeah, your 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 peers and your professor will will critique the work. And I, I thought that was really good. I, 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 something that it helped me with was getting over my anxiety with, uh, with fiction. You know, I think a lot of times it's 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 very nerve wracking to submit something anonymously mm -hmm. to a journal, um, and it's even you know that that in itself is 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 kind of scary. So to to actually sit there and listen to people critique your work in front of you is, is very, yeah. It's it's just it's scary, but at the same time you just do that enough and you get used to it. Um, you kind of start to. It starts to get a little easier every time, and there's things that people will notice about what you write that you might not notice. You can read your own work a thousand times, and there's always going to be something you miss. I guarantee it. Uh, and so to just kind of have those other perspectives uh, is, is like a really wonderful experience. Um, let's see. Beyond that, I uh, there's so many good English courses. To be honest with you, I think. Uh, I took a Victorian literature class, and that was really fascinating. Um, 
the professor for that was was Dr. Ray Yan, and she's she's amazing. Um, she's great. I remember one day I went to her office hours for uh, for this paper I was working on for her class, and she literally sat there with me for three hours and uh, and helped me with that paper. You know, wow. so patient. I was getting frustrated, and she was just so patient, helping me get through it. So if there's if there's a, a professor as well as a class, I'd recommend Dr. Yan because she's great. That's a pretty good recommendation right there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, good recommendation to go to office hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely, always. <laughs> That's a good idea. So um, I'm thinking, did you have community, you know, as a writer outside of, like, the university and the college system, were you involved in, like, the Gainesville Writer, Writers Alliance? Is that? Yeah, uh, so I was – I they have like pod groups which is essentially also like little workshops that are just people in the community getting together every week and, and talking about the work and I, I did that for a while um life life got busy and so i stopped going um but now i'm involved with them again because i am the fiction editor for the bacopa literary review which is a literary journal that's run out of out of gainesville and that's been really cool. And I would uh, recommend that people submit to that because it's opening up next month. Uh, I can get you the details, guys, so you can we might be able to put it in the, in the description. But um, besides uh, Zephyr, my second publication was, was, was in uh, Bacopa um, back in 2021. And then in 2022, they brought me on as an editor. So, yeah. So I think that was the submission that you you sent to us prior to to today. Um, is that the the smudge short story? That's correct. Yeah. Now that's the short story um, that you said you started here at Santa Fe, right? Can that's correct. Oh, tell yes. me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started writing that story for a writing workshop here at Santa Fe uh, in Professor Moretti's class, and uh, yeah, so. That was the genesis of the story. I just, I needed something to submit for that class. And I was like, okay, I, I got this. Uh, I just, I just wrote it up. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know where I was going with the story. I usually don't when I write. I don't, I don't outline things. I, I just kind of see where the story goes and then edit it afterwards. And so, yeah, I finished the, I, I finished the rough draft for that class. And then over the course of 2020 during COVID and then going into 2021, just on and off, I'd, I'd pick the story up, edit it a bit, put it down, pick it up. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get it accepted by Bacopa. Um, so that was, yeah, that was something. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and I love what you said about picking it up and putting it down and picking it up, putting it down. I mean, you started it in, in Jana's class and then, you know, it, it, it was a little bit before you published it. Um, reading that story to me, I, I've read it a few times now, and you just have this amazing emotional draw. I really, um, I feel that. I, I read it and I don't want to give it away. So I'm just going to remain a little bit vague and hopefully you can maybe tell people where they could they could pick it up and read it. Um, how did you go about writing a story with so much emotional pull for an experience that you yourself have not had? So I think the first thing people often hear, like young writers hear, is that you write what you know. And I think that's true to an extent. But at a certain point, that starts to go away. And I think I think it's less about writing what you know and more about being making sure the piece is... is, is honest in its intention, right? Um, I think it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, to 
get things wrong. I think that's what editing is for. That's what workshopping is for. So you notice those little things and make the story as authentic as possible. And I, I think that's a better way of putting it. I think making sure the story is emotionally authentic, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be true. I think a story at its core is a lie. It's a, tr it's a, it's a true feeling lie. At least that's how I look at, it, at, at how I approach fiction. Um, and so I think that that's, that's more important than writing what you know is being genuine with what you write. Um, and making sure, yeah, it's just emotionally resonant. So um, I, do, I don't necessarily have to, I, I don't want to experience what the characters went in the story. I really, I really don't. I have no desire to do that. Um, but I think just, just making sure that you're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm being as, as emotionally raw as possible when it comes to the writing. That's Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's a good way to put it, being emotionally raw. I find that when I write something that is so emotional, I mean, you, in your writing process, you must feel it too, right? I, I feel sad when I write things like that. Did you, did, did you feel that emotional pull yourself when you were writing? Yes and no. I, I don't really. I feel like I have. The the I think I can detach myself from my work when I write it. So I, I can I can dissociate from that. And I think, I you know I can't tell you where like I guess the the emotional rawness comes from. I guess it's just being honest with it. I, I think it's it's. Uh, yeah, just 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 a sense of like you know I I, I don't want to be oh, like melodramatic. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I want to tell this story, this lie as honestly as I as I can. Um, and I think I'm my own worst critic, and so worst and best critic. And so like if if I'm if I'm getting a little out there, I'll be like, okay, now this is this you're you're trying too hard. You're uh, trying to bring the story into a root you're, you're, you're mm -hmm. I, I'm not I ideally when I write I shouldn't be directing where the story goes I think the story directs where it goes and I just I just you know put down what's supposed to be there as vague as that sounds um but yeah honestly I think it, I think it's just I, I I know when I'm being honest with the story and when I'm not and so I just it's the goal is to be as honest as possible um and then that's I think that's like the the rough marble, that first mm -hmm. draft where you're just putting everything on a page. That's like a block of marble. And then, you know, in order to get like a statue out of it, you have to chisel away constantly and relentlessly. And sometimes you go after it with a chisel and sometimes you do it with a hatchet and you got to take away a lot of stuff you might like for the for the, for the the greater good of the story. Um, but yeah, you have to be honest with that. And that's Very tough. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, uh, in grad school, I remember they had us read um, something written, I think by Anne Lamott, I think. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but it's called shitty rough drafts, and that's what I think uh, young writers miss out on sometimes is, is that willingness to just write this very crappy rough draft and just see where the story goes and then go back, like you said, with that chisel and make it something beautiful. So while you were at UF, what else have you published? Because I, I, I think there have been a few others, right? Yeah, there's been there's been quite a bit. I, I don't, uh, Let's see, the most recent one was published in the Los Angeles Review, and that one's called Closed Door Blues. And so that's an exploration of, of I would say, generational trauma, but also uh, just my, my love of blues music that kind of seeps in there, which was the the, uh, the seed that, that you know, the, the, the blues music planted the, uh, the idea for the story in my head. So I had to write about that. And again, I'm, uh, I'm a very slow, I think I'm a fast writer when it comes to rough drafts and then slow when it comes to the editing. Um, uh, not, you know, 
just because I make a lot of mistakes, so it takes a lot of cleanup. Uh, but um, but yeah, you know, it's finally out there. So that I think that's been one of the more recent ones. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think we shared that on our Facebook page. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if uh, if anybody listening hasn't read that, yeah, definitely head over to Zephyr Literary Journal on Facebook and uh, check out the link to Los Angeles Review. Um, I'm wondering, you've talked a little bit about your process um, with with writing, um, but what is the like the physical side of that? Like. For me, I prefer to write with pen and paper. Um, and I know other writers really prefer the click of the typewriter or the click of the keyboard. What is it for you that you prefer and what does that, that process physically look like? Where where do you sit to write? Wherever I can. Um, yeah, it depends. I'm, I'm very bad at planning, right? I, so I, I, I write every day. Um, sometimes my days are just really busy. I don't have a lot of time uh, to do a lot, uh, but so I, I do what I can, right? I do what I can. Um, so sometimes, you know, if I, if I have a lot of free time, then, you know, maybe that's a few hours. If I don't, you know, I'll just spend 30 minutes maybe going over the uh, A story um, and and editing it. Um, I have a bad habit of starting multiple different projects, so I hop from one to the other, and that keeps me busy. Um, I, I, I do like writing on my laptop. I, I think I have very bad handwriting, so if I wrote on a uh, with pencil and paper, I don't think I'd be able to decipher uh, what's there. So definitely the keyboard for me. Um, and you know, when when I think I've taken a draft as far as possible, I'll make I'll copy it, I'll put it onto another document, and um, you know, I'll just I'll just keep working away at it and and seeing how it shapes up. And if you know, if I'm not happy with where it went, I still have document one. And so instead of copying document two and putting it there, I'll go back to document one, take it, make it document three, and, and keep editing. Um, and so yeah, that's that's just kind of relentlessly just kind of working away at that. Um, like I said, I, I I like working on multiple different projects at once. So if I hit a roadblock with one project, I'll just I'll move on to another one. Because um, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't like being like idle in the silence. That's that's uh, I think that's a scary thing for me. So I, I try to just get get what I can done. Um, yeah, I would say just write. I mean, for for writers who are like unsure about what to do, I would I would think that that's the the crucial. Like Jana Moretti, I think gave like the best answer in hers of just do it. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's 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 the most crucial thing is to just write. It doesn't matter how good or bad it is. Right. Like like I mentioned earlier, the rough draft is always just going to be rough. Right. So you just you just have to to get it out there, and and just uh, uh, just just go for it. Um, I, I try not to. I try not to take it too seriously. I try not to take writing too seriously. I, th- I think, I think art is kind of a reflection of, of you know, just just living your life and the and the, mm. the beauty and the horror and the the good and the bad of it all kind of bundled together. You know, I think I think having, you know, uh, living a fulfilling life is is you know the most the most important thing. And then you know, writing is an expression of that. And um, you know, I would say, yeah, just don't, 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 don't put your life off for the sake of, of writing. You know, I think it's, it's okay if you want to make that the central thing of, of your life, but just don't lose sight of everything else around you. You know, it's good to set a goal, but it's good to, um, yeah, I think it's, it's good to have that goal, but I think that the ultimate goal should just be like making sure you do good work. You know, I think yes. everyone wants to have a degree of success with writing, however that manifests itself. But I think, um, 
I think I think the, the, the most immediately important thing is is just making sure you do good work and and and, and loving that process. Um, and when I say I love the process, I don't mean you have to be happy all the time. <laughs> I have I have drafts where like I'm like, well, I kind of kind of wish you had a neck so I could just you know. <laughs> but but um, yeah, no, I think I think it's important to just 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 love the process, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it sounds like a good balance you're talking about. You have to get out there and live life mm-hmm. as well and have that happy, fulfilled life. But like you said earlier, you're writing every day, which I think is is really impressive, finding time to sit down and write every day. So I think uh, we're probably coming close to running out out of time. And you just gave a lot of really wonderful writing advice. I'm wondering if you'd be willing to speak on advice for students who want to get published for the first time. What what kind of path would you you suggest for them? I would say cast a large net. I, I would... Um, there's a lot of publications out there, but I, so, you know, first of all, I think, I think make sure you research publications, make sure they're like reputable places, make sure they have like a, um, a staff of, of, of writers who you can actually look up and and see, and then you can, you can, you know, make sure you know who you're giving your work to. Um, and then, like I said, you know, don't, don't. Don't dwell on rejection. You know, cast a wide net. Rejection hurts no matter what. Right? It, it's it's gonna hurt. But um, I think the more you submit, the more you kind of get into that rhythm. The more you can accept it and roll with the punches, and, and the more likely um, you know you will be to get published at a certain point. Uh, I use Submittable for a lot of uh, my my submission. A lot of literary journals tend to just use Submittable as like a portal that you can go to and submit your work there. Um, as an example, like I am a fiction editor for Bacopa, as I mentioned, um, we use uh, we use Submittable for for our stuff, um, and so yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good place to to start. It's just but kind of like uh, looking into that. Um, yeah. awesome. so that's Submittable.com, right? Submittable.com, that's a um, yeah. and my understanding is that's a free. That's a free service. It is, yeah. And I'm not getting paid by Submittable, guys. But, uh, <laughs> it's not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> Great. Well, that seems like good advice. Um, balance your life. Write, write, write. Um, and check out Submittable. And I think, Kaylee, you and I would add Submit to Zephyr. Submit to Zephyr, yeah. Submit to Zephyr. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think I've, I've really enjoyed speaking with you today, Alec. And... Um, I will be sure to post some links, maybe for um, Biocopa and uh, Submittable in the description of the podcast for anyone who's interested. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.